Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Damn these Biloxi blues, it happens every night And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine I have not The summer heat never treats me kind, it leaves trouble on my mind So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my notice And I'll see you out another time Sing This highway does not know my name and I don't care. No, I don't care. Heading my way for another place and I got three good tires and a spare. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there. Budget live, not so live from the low budget live bar and grill here in uh, good old rainy Middle Tennessee this morning. This is the podcast for Monday, October the 25th. And full disclosure, this is another one that I'm recording before I leave for Grand. Before I leave for Grand Lake, because I don't know when I'm going to be home from that trip. And uh, I'm not going to lug all my podcast equipment around. We're just going to be honest. I love you low lifers out there, the fine listeners of the Low Budget Live podcast, but recording a couple uh, to get to get ahead a little bit. That way you guys can get some LBL in your ears, and I don't have to take all this on the road with me while I'm fishing that Bassmaster Open. So this is the podcast for Monday, October 25th. I've got you a good guest lined up, somebody that I'm really looking forward to talking to here in just a few minutes. Uh, something that I saw on Google, on the Google, 
Uh, I've been I've been taking a little bit of a uh, a social media hiatus. Some of y'all probably noticed that. Um, it's just uh, it's like Dave Chappelle said. It's not real life. It's not real life. It doesn't. It, it's not real. So I'm just like yeah. Just trying to uh, trying to not dwell in the uh, in, in the in the ways of social media that much uh, the the past couple of weeks. So definitely. Uh, Definitely enjoying that break, to say the least. But uh, but something I saw, uh, I guess yesterday, a couple days ago, whatever. And I'm not making fun of this for anybody. So save your save your hate comments. But uh, there was a guy, and I believe it was London, that ran up in public and killed like five people with a bow and arrow. With a bow and arrow. I mean, here's the thing. Obviously, bow and arrows are very lethal, right? We see that. We see bow and arrows, you know, they can take down a damn elk, man. Grizzly bear. I mean, things happen, right? But to get five folks with a bow and arrow, a dude either A, had a good hiding spot, or B, is like Cameron Haynes, he's running them down and shooting them. Like, I don't know, but I feel like if you, if I see you, and you in public with archery equipment, I feel like I can make an exit. If I see you. Now, that being said, you're all hid up in some tree. Maybe not, but that really mess with me, man. It's like it's like when people's like uh, stabbing, there was a stabbing and 17 people got stabbed. Buddy, you better be fast. You better be. <laughs> I mean, I, I I got a little short, stubby legs, but if I see you with a knife. You better be surprising me. I mean, I feel like that, but I read that. That's such a bizarre headline, man. Five folks, but uh, certainly not making any light of the fact that people lost their lives. But damn, that it's just the world, in summary, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the theme the last couple of weeks of my life, but the world has gone completely crazy. That's, that's, that is, as James Watson said, that's worldwide too right there. That is worldwide. That is across the pond news. That didn't happen here. Somebody didn't take their Hoyt. Up in Times Square And some, uh, you know Muzzies <laughs> I don't understand, man That's like that's like stuff out of a movie I like stuff out of a movie Alright, we gotta, we gotta get a move on uh, Y'all comment if y'all saw that story though Because that, that, was, that was bananas B-A-N-A-N-A-S to me uh, Real quick Real quick, want to thank the fine sponsors of Low Budget Live and the Traveling Circus. Folks like Startron and Starbright having my back, taking care of all you low lifers, kicking ethanol just right in the teeth. Right in the teeth. Ethanol will, it's not a maybe, it's not a could, it will, will over time. Make it where your outboard engine ain't going to run. Make it where that chainsaw, that weed eater, that lawnmower, you let that lawnmower sit with bad gas in it all freaking winter long. Then your wife's on you the next spring. Once you get out there, once you get out there and cut the grass, and you go to cut the grass and the damn thing won't start. It's because ethanol. If you put some Startron in there, when you go to store it, it'll start. I don't, I don't know that that's a guarantee, but I'm just saying... It will help. 
This bottle treats 256 gallons of ethanol tainted fuel. Little dab will do you. Drop it in your tank. Startron, kick ethanol in the teeth. We appreciate them bringing you low budget live. In the in the ad that we did, says start run store with Startron. Um, that means when you go to start, that bad boy's going to start. Nothing ruins a great day on the water like an outboard engine that won't run. Y'all heard it here. Get you some Startron available everywhere. Sims fishing products. Let's, I mean, one of my favorite hats that I've ever owned right here, the Sims hat, but the Solar Flex hoodie, the Pro Dry rain suit. Now you're kicking in. Dude, they got a flannel, and I don't have one of these yet. I've got to get one. They have these hooded sweatshirts. I'm a hooded sweatshirt guy. I love a hoodie. But they have these flannel hooded jacket shirt that are things that's officially on their websites what it says that are just the warmest i mean just damn it's like somebody walking around giving you a hug during the winter so what that's saying and i, I got to get one so be sure to check those out on the on the sims website they've made those for a while but they got the base layers it's going to get cold it's going to happen you're going to want to be out there in a deer stand and you're going to be wanting to chase some smallmouth bass this winter unless you're up north and then you're going to want to be snowmobile but you can lock it down. You can keep all of the elements out with Sims Fishing Products. And I'm here to remind all you low lifers: you get one life. Fish it well. Pro Guide batteries, manufacturers of fine power for your bass boat, your bay boat, your kayak, whatever, whatever the case is. Been running those 31 series AGMs this year, and the new lithiums. You're going to want to check those out. You can get them at ProGuideBatteries.com. Use code LBL10 for a little bit of a discount right there and get, 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 your, uh, get your power right, especially on your bass boat like that Express X21 right here. Hang the dang banner. X21 powered by that beast, beast of an engine, 250 Yamaha show. Got the C-Deck, got all my Garmin's on there. X21, 96-inch beam. 96 inches, that's the number one cup. Man, this thing's a lot wider than I thought it would be. Yeah, it's as wide as every other bass boat out there. 96-inch beam, 21 feet of fury, man, that I can take shallow, I can take deep, everywhere in between. I've been, I mean, y'all hear me talking to death on here, but I've been I've been so impressed with that machine, and, and that's sincere. My, my closest friends will tell you, that ain't no sales pitch. I love the boat and uh, really impressed by the rough water performance, by the skinny water performance. It's uh, it's really, really uh, one of my favorite boats that I've ever been in, Express X-21. And the folks of Express have been bringing you excitement, building excitement since 1966. And we thank those sponsors. All right. Text our guest here. All right. So this guy, y'all have heard me talk about him a lot on here. Uh, a, a lot. He is someone in this industry I have an immense amount of respect for. And, and, and y'all hear me say that with a lot of our guests. The ones that I know personally, there, there, are, there are people that you get to know in this industry in, in, or in life in general, right, that you hear certain things about or you, uh, I don't know, they don't live up to expectations. 
I guess is what I'm trying to say. And that's been, I've met, you know, musicians that I looked up to. I've met fishermen I've looked up to. Just people in business, they don't live up to the expectations that you build up in your mind sometimes or, uh, or, or maybe they don't live up to like the character they play, I guess, on social media. You, you see that a lot with people. But this guy is through and through one of the real ones. And what I mean by that is he walks the walk, he talks the talk, he is fully obsessed and invested in bass fishing. It's not something he does to make content. It's not something he does. It's his life. He is a guide, he's a tournament angler, and he is immersed in the sport of bass fishing. And this year, this freaking year, I... I, Talked about him a couple weeks ago. I'm elated for this guy and his family because he finally was able to get the monkeys off his back. He's had a lot of close calls and was able to qualify for the 2022 Bassmaster Elite Series, which was what his goal was. And ladies and gentlemen, we're fixing to get him on the phone from Minnesota. Minnesota, Malax. If you're looking for a guide, this guy is the one. Ladies and gentlemen, let's see if we can get him on the phone. Josh Douglas. Yellow. What's up, Dougie? What's up, buddy? Hey, hey, just just talking to some low lifers. You know what? You know, uh, just doing the damn thing. Just, I know. I just, hear you. Just on here doing it while you're out doing big things, man. I, I said in oh, my God. intro that you are. You're one of the real ones in the sport, and what I mean by that, and I want to say it to you, want to say it to your face here, uh, is virtually to your face. Is uh, is is dude? There were I remember being in a meeting at TH Marine years ago, years ago, and I I had seen your name circulate, but but your name kept coming up with with guys like Corey Williams, and they're like, man, Josh Douglas is the real deal. Josh Douglas is the real deal. Josh Douglas is the real deal. <laughs> And this was, and this is before I got to know you at all, and and I, I and you start, you know, kind of fact checking because I would be in on some of those budget meetings when they're deciding yeah. who to sponsor and stuff back in the day because I was fishing and and uh, and at that time you weren't fishing the FLW tour and I, I didn't really know that much about you, man. When I started digging in, I'm like, holy crap, this guy works himself. <laughs> I mean, really, dude. Like whether it's yeah. promoting sponsors on the water, doing doing guide trips. Like, dude, you put your entire life into bass fishing. Yeah. It's incredible, man. When did that start for you? Like, when did you decide, were you 12 when that started? Were you 21? Because I feel like I know you really well, but I don't know your story that well. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've always been into fishing. You know, being from Minnesota, though, it was probably more, uh, you know, I have two dads because I come from a divorced family, so I got a stepdad right. and my father. My biological dad, both of them are into fishing. Uh, my uncle, who since has passed away, I, you know, he was the one that was closest when it comes to bass fishing for me. He, uh, you know, he, he kind of got me into bass fishing. Uh, my step grandfather got me into some bass fishing because his neighbor was actually had a cabin. I believe it went something like his neighbor was from Alabama, but had a wintering or uh, a summer place in Minnesota, and so he kind of got my grandpa into bass fishing. So. 
you know, I was a kid. I have that old Shannon twin spin with the fur on it. Uh, yeah. And the damn Uncle Josh pork on it. And I'd try to flip around reeds and stuff from a, <laughs> from a, a paddle boat, you know, and of course <laughs> I'd have to go across the lake. But yeah, I mean, I played hockey. I played golf. I played football. I played a lot of sports and stuff growing up. So fishing was always a, you know, thing we did up at the cabin or in the summertime here because it's obviously pretty cold. But, um, from when, when, when I started to fall in love with the bass is when, you know, I was probably in high school, I started to really fall in love with bass fishing, and that's kind of what I wanted to do. I didn't really have the means to do it. I didn't have a boat, um, nothing like that. But, uh, you know, so I worked. I was a bartender. I did the hospitality management thing for a while, which definitely has excelled me with my sponsors today. Um, just working, you know, working for Marriott and then being a bartender while I guided during the day you know, that helped me learn how to fish and kept money in the gas tank. And then, uh, you know, just once Bree and I got married, she was like, okay, fine, go get a boat. You know, you're pretty good at it. Go get a boat. And we did. And then I just never really looked back. I probably fished in the state for like two years and then I had an option to fish to open in 2012. And I did it. Jeez. I think I fished like, I think I actually, I actually think I started in 08. I started fishing some club federation bass stuff. Um, or British yelled at me. Oh seven would have been my first year. <laughs> I was gonna say yeah, you got she, a fact she, checker. She's close. Yeah, I always got to fact check everything. Now, no, she uh, she said back in 07 started the club stuff, and then um, you know by 08 I think I started fishing some pro ams. I, I think in nine I won my first one on the Mississippi River, uh, which was a pretty big event, and then you know just kind of kept going and just kept putting any money I'd win and and made made right into and then I threw it into the opens in 2012. So and the first, like first three, and then I kind of never the rest. The rest is just me. So you have that. fished the yeah. opens every year since 2012. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I took the first year was just the Central Opens. It was that famous uh, Louisville. I almost said Loserville, but I won't say that. <laughs> and it was a grind, dude. And I remember showing up being super green. Like I looked around for docks to skip a jig under because that's what I did in Minnesota and threw mm-hmm. a frog. And I just had none of that. The water came up. But I remember after like the first day, like half the field blank, I caught one bass for like a pound something. I think I caught two bass total, one each day, and I finished like 59th in my first open. And I was like, man, Jeez. this bass is easy. <laughs> yeah. Easy. And yeah. Then, then I figured out brute, brute reality real quick what, what was going on. But uh, yeah, 2012, I think, thir- I think in 13, 14, 15, roughly. I mean, rough numbers. I fished all the opens to the best, but man... My first year was like a big grind. Like I, I, I had an, an old boat that I was trying to keep, you know, moving all those tournaments that was already, you know, six, seven years old, an old Ranger. And I, I think in five of my nine in the first year, I had major engine problems that didn't allow me to finish or fish days of the tournament. Jeez. It was, it was, that was the most gut wrenching. So when I endured that year and that was like saving up all of my money, dude, that was like, everything i could to to make that work and actually travel out of minnesota and go to texas and when i did then yeah it kind of uh once i kind of got over that year then after that i started cashing some checks slowly and kind of figured out what i had going on and then the tour definitely excelled excelled me fat fast and you know just that kind of that's a the flw tour as we know it is a is a grind fest you know and yes always is and produces hammers of fishermen uh, but the goal the whole time, yeah, it was always the the elite series. I mean, that's I mean, from Minnesota. Bassmaster kind of rules roost, and the classic, and it's just something you can't, you really can't shake out of you, you know. 
I, I, no doubt. And you were running around with guys like Seth Fighter up there, and and uh, you may have even been buddies with a guy named Kyle Wood at one point. He, yeah, I heard some Josh Douglas <laughs> stories from oh, yeah. Kyle Wood. Oh, yeah. uh, shout out Kyle Lumber here on the podcast. But uh, dude, I want people to hear that. I want I want anybody listening, especially if you're if you're a young fisherman. There, there are so many kids I feel like that have a misinterpretation. Or, or we feed them misinformation of how the struggle works or how. But listen to Josh Douglas. 2012, he started fishing the Opens. Nine years later, qualifies for the Bassmaster Elite Series. Now, you had near misses. You had yeah, a couple yeah, close yeah. calls. But it took that long because they don't take 50 every year. It's no. a very small number. Very small but- number. You got to remember too, and like the whole time, like it's a uh, timing's perfect now. You know, I would say, you know, I never did the co-angler thing, and if mm-hmm. I could go back and redo anything in my career, that would have one hundred percent potentially got me to the big stage quicker. Would have been to be a co-angler, and I got to watch that firsthand with Chad Smith being my mm-hmm. co-angler family so much. Uh, you know, and you, you learn stuff. You, you just learn stuff from each other. You know, when when he. And when you're a co-angler like that, he gets to watch not only, you know, he was in the boat with Justin Lucas when Justin Lucas was going off on Harris Chain or, or Chickamauga. He's drawed, you know, he, he's seen a lot. He, 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 you know, a lot, but he's also seen the bad, the bad. Of the mm-hmm. sport that we've all, reality is truly there. We just, people start forgetting about it when you're catching them all the time of, of the other, the other side of the sport. But he got to see the, maybe the bad decision-making and stuff like that, that just has, pushed his learning curve like where chad is now in the opens to where i was in my first couple years it's not even it's not even close oh he's a veteran i I told him that at pickwick this year he comes back on day two with like 20 something pounds like i was like you're not a kid man (laughs) like you know i mean that those are rebounds that don't that don't happen to young folks a lot of times that happens to seasoned people and that's the one thing i wish if i could have went back i would have but at the same time I look at it too, like now it's pretty turnkey for me. It's really, it's more of a relief, more of a, like this is the first off season here in a while, especially with the MLF stuff always going on and different stuff there. Changes, yeah. Yeah, I can just concentrate on fishing and I need to because you got guys like Polinick and Fighter who you mentioned that are freaking going to eat me alive (laughs) if you don't. So you got, you know, you just, you absolutely have to. And so for that aspect, I, I don't think the timing could have been, could have been any any better you know even I, I remember getting like i think shin fukai got the last spot one year and, and I, I had a good finish at smith lake in the fall and i, I think i finished when you take the elite guys out i think i was like the first one out that didn't get to didn't get to go mm-hmm. and that would have been like 17 and 18 and, and man i'm just so glad that now it happened now and not then because now i have a a forest wood cup under my belt yeah Heck, i should have I had two I have endured a lot of things. <laughs> I was gonna. I was getting to that. Shot. I was getting to yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, man, it's just all looking at it now. I mean, it it hurt. But you, I just like the ten year, like a ten year ride at the opens. And I think I will probably take the opens off just for this year, just again, so I can concentrate on it. But I'll be back at them right away. They were fun. I enjoy them. And there's a lot of people in this world that would have traded places with me for the last ten years. For sure. And I think a lot of people lose sight of that, or I hope that they don't lose sight of that because, um, you know, I'll still running around, I'll still helping TH Marine sell jack plates, I'll still helping sell Phoenix. Boats, no doubt. And catching bass all over the country and learning. 
and now now I get the big stage, and I, I really I, I know that I'm ready. You know, I'm, I'm ready for it. So. Um, there's no doubt about about that that you're ready for it, and your sponsors are ready for it. Like you just mentioned, yeah. you had built. I get that question just like you do a lot. Man, how do I get sponsors, or how do I? Man, you just got to. And I hate the term grind it out, but you do. Like you, you're not going to fish the opens and, and them open up Pandora's box of checkbooks, right? And say, no. hey, Josh, you oh, you want to fish the opens? Well, here's fifty thousand dollars. It doesn't work that way, unfortunately. But if you put in your time, you and Bree have done such an excellent job of making content, working hard, and and truly being educational. I think you've got You've got the if if not the best social media channels for education. You're you're right up there in the top five with anybody out there, man. Like you break it down from a true and honest perspective that that I appreciate. And I think and hell, I, I I know you. And I'm over here peeking at them videos, especially when it comes to those smallmouth. I'm like, what's he doing? What's he doing <laughs> over there? What's old Dougie doing? But I love that, like the "What's on My Deck" series that you do. I yeah. do that. That's just something unique. That separates you from a lot of pros. I think I think it's awesome, man. I, I hope your sponsors appreciate it like they should. And I feel like they do. Yeah, definitely. No, they do. And this is a time for them now. I feel like, you know, they've I've always tried to, you know, I'll kick my coverage to the best I can yes. when it came to somebody investing in you, you know, and at the same time now I think they get to sit back too and just kinda just kind of enjoy that that you know, the opportunity we got coming here the next few years. So uh yeah, definitely good. And the content, man, you know, I obviously I, I I've done it. I've tried to keep a high level of that. I learned quick. I was one that was like anti-Facebook and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, no, I don't want people, you know, I don't want to do that. Why would I want to do that? But then I quickly saw, and the one thing I say to people when they, when college kids, high school kids, anybody hits me up, says, man, you had awesome sponsors. How do you do it? I, the first thing I'm going to tell them is I would look right at your Instagram page. And if you can't promote yourself, how in the heck are you going to be able to promote another mm-hmm. company? And at mm-hmm. the end of the day, Josh Douglas Fishing is the business, and uh, you got to keep that going at a, at a high level. So, uh, but that that's the big thing. If you can if you can produce and you're out there doing it, and the education, like you mentioned, Luke, that's my that's my favorite. I I've always admired Al Lindner from you know, yes, from yes, you know the beard. I keep trying, and then I bite my whiskers, so I shave it back again. <laughs> I'm trying to get there, but like, and the way I look at it, all through the stretch, the FLW, the Cup, the all that is every check I get, every top ten I can get from now until it's over is just going to make people listen to me more. Yeah, and I'm just yeah. telling them the way it is to the way I know it, and teaching, and that's something that I think. You know, I'm 40. I didn't have that chance when, when you know, when I was 8, 17, 16, 18. I had to take magazine articles as gospel. And now, now you can, there's so much way to get information. People are getting so good so quick because if you're into it, you're into it. And uh, I just want to be one of those that are pumping out some of the best stuff. Well, well, you certainly do that, man. And if you're not following Josh, I feel like if you're watching this, you definitely are. But if you're not Make sure you give him a follow, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. He does an incredible job. And somebody else that does an incredible job is your wife, Bree, mm-hmm. with everything she does. She she is really, you guys, there are a lot of fishing couples out there that are like, hashtag team, blah, 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 or hash, but you guys are that. Like, I see, I don't just see Josh. I see Josh and Bree. I don't just see Bree, right? You know, you guys are a team. And, and let's not forget the the star of the show, Lutzen. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's the, just ask him. Just, just ask, ask him. him. He's the star of the show. But uh, talk about 
how important it's been for you guys is because bass fishing is just like the rest of life for most folks. It's a roller coaster, man. But how important is it to have Bree with you at those events? Right. I, if I, there was ever a time, it was never, it was never finishing in the hundreds, a couple of tournaments in a row. It was not, you know, missing a, 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 a tournament to win to the, to go to the classic or even getting kicked out when you thought you're in the cup, like none of that stuff ever really bothered me the stuff that bothered me was being away from Bree or my dogs for extended period of time mm-hmm. my family my friends all that when you when you fish professionally as you know it takes a toll i mean friends that i wish i saw on a weekly level i don't think i've seen in a couple of years and you're yeah. always busy you're always gone you're always doing something but when it comes to your immediate family that kind of stuff gets gut-wrenching hard quick when you're on the road and and, uh, you know, trying to, trying to run around in hotels. I've had bug, bed bugs twice from trying to sleep on a buddy's floor. And I got a hotel just to find a cheap place to stay. Once Bree and I figured out that she wasn't loving her corporate job, uh, you know, working at the bank, she just, it wasn't her thing. And she never really wanted to do it. It was a job to her and she wanted to travel and, and stuff like that. So when we figured out that, you know, this is the time, again, this is another time when we're talking about sponsors and putting out content. That, you know, back in the day, 20 years ago, a, a company that's just used TH because we both know them. If TH wanted to do a, a sponsor thing, well, they had to fly in photographers, videographers, yes. their pros, everybody, throw them all up. Well, we just figured out quick that, hey, if we can provide you that same level of content and get it to you, you know, as a team, well, that's worth something. And it, and it doesn't need to be a whole heck of a lot when all I really want to do is run around this with my wife's dog. You know, it's, it's as long as I can get enough to get going from point A to point B. And, and breathing, and she's good. Yes, like she, she is. Started getting, she started with the camera, and she started getting into it in videos. And I remember her at iMovie, and then, oh, I need this computer and this camera. And it just kept rolling. And next thing you know, we were kind of like our own, we are, our own our own team. When no we doubt. And, and, uh, and we can provide that level of content. I think that's the future of the sport. Like, I might have grown up wanting that quote-unquote fishing show but i think now that's going to be through you know obviously the internet base for sure and bringing how much content uh you can bring and of course when you're catching them everybody wants to get on the phone with you and wants your content stuff like that but it's being able to carry yourself through always and constantly bringing that that fee that's important and brie no you know 100 she does that well and she's also like this culinary genius i see all the time yeah. <laughs> so she, she keeps, keeps you yeah yeah you gotta be like carl you gotta be out there running because she'll she'll put some carbs on you now i see yeah. i see those recipes and i'm like oh hell i can't i couldn't eat that every day i mean i could but I, i'd weigh 400 pounds man yeah, she's you know she's somewhat of a health nut with it. When yeah, that's right. Stuff like uh, you know natural foods and all that, but again, it's something that's been able to open her up to her passion. Yeah, uh, now and all that, and and I think you know with shields and all that, we'll probably see a whole a whole side of that continue to blossom. Very with cool. Our, People want my fishing videos, but I think I get three to one requests for recipe videos. I videos, so promise I you, I've, I have sent Bree recipe requests before. Yeah. Like, hey, oh, hit yeah. hit me with that again. That was that was amazing. Um, yeah. And and dude, I just want to say to anybody listening and to you guys, like that to me. As I get older, and you said you're forty, I, I'm I'm closing in on it. I'm thirty eight. That yeah. to me is what life becomes to to 
to be more about, right, is, hey, the corporate gig was not for her. And now you guys are out here chasing this thing together. That's what was so cool to see this moment come together for y'all at at Norman. And, and what a way to get into that top three by finishing in the top ten at Norman. Being on Fox Live, catching a big one on live, like it was just very, it was it was cool, man. I was, uh, I have to say, like I was, I was emotional seeing it just because I know you guys, I know what all it meant. So, um, man, just it's so cool to see, man. Yeah, I, I appreciate. It. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. You, you got to come in and you you hit the docks and you throw your key fob in, and there's too many tournaments. <laughs> you got to look and just shake your head like no. Yep. And it's one thing to let yourself down. It's another thing when you feel like you got a team around you and you're doing it, but to be able to come back when you really needed it and uh, and you know get that that and see that smile and stuff like that. Whenever you can, it just it's what makes it makes it all work. For no, sure. no doubt. And dude, Definitely and I part. I had this on my list, and and you briefly mentioned it, but you had a yeah. you had a near miss up there at St. Clair where you were in the cup cut and you had a and I and I wanted to tell this from my perspective just because I, mm-hmm. I checked in and I saw Bree on the dock very upset and then I heard what happened and it was in that moment that, that I think for me I realized just I don't know just what a team you guys are and but you had a you had a fishing license incident that was nothing intentional and was just right. really kind of a a random weird just run a bad luck, and your catch was disqualified, right? And it cost you the cup. Yeah, it did. Yeah, I uh, at St. Clair, I had you know it's Canadian water, and you were in that tournament. Yep. You know, the we could, that was before COVID. We had no problem fishing the Canadian side. But the story to it actually was I just finished taking third at Kentucky Lake, mm-hmm. and that put me like right in the yep. right inside the cup line. And so I looked at me, I'm like, man, I, I got to go to St. Clair. I've never been there before. So we left. We left kentucky lake and drove straight up to st Clair, and uh we we just idled around that day and and i didn't even have any fishing poles out or nothing canada was closed as a matter of fact but i went through the u.s side and down all those mile roads and stuff and it there had been hundreds of bass boats it seemed like every single one of them was setting the hook <laughs> and it was early it was a spawn you know i was like oh wow so then i ran over to canada and just idled around over there and there wasn't a soul fishing there was nobody there the water was clear clear it looked like two different lakes you know and and I told her, I'm like, I'm going to make every cast in Canada. We got to hmm. make sure my Canadian license is ready to rock. So we were driving back to the UP. And she, the reason why she felt so bad, uh, uh, aside was technically, she was the one that got me the license. Right. But I was sitting right next to her. And uh, we were looking through it. She was looking through. And she was like, well, we just never saw the option between a conserve. I, I might even butcher this, con- conservation license. Yeah, and there was something. Yeah, license, I remember. I and we didn't see we didn't see that there was an option. And we just... You know, conservation. I don't know. <laughs> Didn't even think about it. Like, yep, we just need that. I was more concerned with that card. You had mm-hmm. to have that card up to date. That and, and the dates. And she had found a perfect license that was like eight days or something, which would include in the SLW our day off. Yeah. So I just never even thought about it. Well, all practice, technically, I would have been legal because I was throwing fish back as I was catching them, which I believe the conservation license I found out from the officer, you can only have two in your possession. So it's a smaller it's their way of promoting conservation by offering a slightly cheaper license for, uh, again, I just never saw that option was like, I was trying right. to save on a license, my, you know, like, yeah, yeah. And, uh, fishing so for a hundred grand. Like, cause you were doing yeah, really good like in the that. tournament as well. Yeah. I got $20 jerk baits coming in like they're in, on a freight box. I'm not really worried <laughs> about that. So anyway, yeah, that's uh, right. yeah. 
you know, I had a decent first day. I think I caught about 18 pounds, which is generally pretty good on St. Clair. I'm just trying to skate into the cup. And I came in, I was in like freaking 80th place. Yeah, I had 18 the first day and was 72nd, I believe. I right. remember that. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, I got to really kick it down. So then I went back out the next day and I had about 22 pounds in the live well. I'd already had Jody and all them and Kyle coming by and saying congrats, you're in the cup. Literally doing small little on-water interviews. Wow. Put it away, felt so good. And and all of a sudden, a uh, uh, Coast Guard or whatever, the Canadian whatever you call it, sheriff i don't know what you call yeah, it they come through, yeah. just randomly hitting boats mountie i don't know what they are up there <laughs> yeah and they came over to me and they had they saw shimano all over my boat and they just loved me because they loved gussie so they were like oh all about gussie. yeah they were all about gussie like i wish he would have been close they would have just drove away and they would have never done <laughs> thanks a lot thanks a lot gussie this all comes back to you nicest Literally, guy in history they in my boat they see all the shimano decals on the carpet and stuff and they're like oh you must know gussie like, oh yeah of course <laughs> gussie's my buddy yeah what's the, what are the odds he's, he's everyone's favorite you know and <laughs> and so they asked me so I, I got a little worried they're like you know just let see fire extinguisher stuff like that license and i'm like oh and i was a little worried because brie keeps my licenses in dropbox yeah well i couldn't get my internet going so that's where I was concerned. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, what are they going to tell me? You know, I should yeah. take a screenshot, something like that, where they're like, just give me your license and we'll just run it in. And so they ran it in, and I, I listened to them, and the, the dispatcher comes back after a couple minutes' conversation. He's like, you catching them? I'm like, I am, man. We're going to the cup. This is awesome. My first time to the cup. It's pretty ecstatic. They felt good about it. And then all of a sudden you hear the dispatcher say, you know, Mr. Douglas is good with the conservation license to whatever date. And I'll never forget it. They looked at each other. For like a moment and you're, you're, you just immediately get a feeling like give me back my license you know like what's going on <laughs> yeah. they're like they're like yeah you know you had a you had the wrong light you have a wrong license oh, this is a big trouble God. you can't have two in your possession and uh so you know at that point i knew i knew that i had broken a law with, or broken a rule which is gonna you know i knew i was gonna get dq'd for yeah. it yeah so do what you got to do and do it right. So I got a $300 Canadian ticket. I had to throw all my fish back. And then, uh, and then, yeah, I went and reported to Bill, which, which ended up getting me DQ'd and, you know, dropped me out that first year. But, uh, you know, the next year, it really wasn't that big because, again, it was more for me. I knew I made it. Like That's, that's right. Needed. Yeah, you that's made it. I needed. Yeah. Like, I needed to know against Brian Thrift, against you, against all these different anglers, the Johnsons, all them dudes, that I could do it. And once I knew that, that it was over for changed me. everything I, yeah I, I had what i needed i came back i took the top 10 at the cup the next year and uh yeah and it's been it's been again one of those learning lessons but still one of those things that you you know you endure that's for yeah, sure yeah dude and it makes you appreciate years like this where you know it is a it's a struggle it's a it's a gauntlet but man you're you're on top of it now man you are headed to the freaking elite series before before i I let you go. Uh, I gotta. I gotta ask you this: best bartending story ever. Go. <laughs> oh man, that you can tell on that you can tell on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I got too many because I also bartended in Tiki Hut at Florida. Oh lord. Yeah, yep. none of those are really good podcast stories. Honestly, honestly, just it's going to be cheesy. But being a bartender is awesome because you meet so many different people. Yeah. So young guys in the sport. It's a young people in the sport it's a great thing to do because generally it ain't like i just get two weeks vacation as long as somebody picks up my ships i can go yeah so it's a good thing when you're trying to fish all the opens and stuff like that still make income for your family at home and uh and yeah you meet a lot of people that i'll tell you what 
going back 20 years now, um, are some of my biggest fans still. That's you know? awesome. Yep. And stuff like that. So, but as far as, yeah, stories, yeah, there's, I mean, anytime you get booze and, and people, you're going to have some, <laughs> some pretty hairy stories for sure. Well, we're going to do a low budget live at some point and uh, have a couple drinks and we'll tell bartending stories one night. How about that? Awesome. We'll sounds do, good, that man. sounds good, buddy. Well, congratulations to you and Bree, man. I'm looking forward to it. To uh, keeping up next year, dude. I, I can't thank you enough for doing this, and uh, really appreciate you. Hey, thanks for having me on. Keep the good podcast coming, Luke. Appreciate thank you, it, buddy. buddy. Thanks, I Josh did. Douglas. Everybody, Dougie, right there. One of the one of the real ones. I I, I say that about a lot of folks, but uh, if I say that, it's because I mean it. That's for sure. And uh, he is certainly a guy that that um, he's been through it, man. Two thousand twelve. 2012 let that sink in that's why i talk about those opens and and they are without a doubt some of the toughest tournaments in this country they are ran to precision by chris bows and crew bass really they they run an awesome event but they're tough man it's a it's that that's what but hearing him say that that's what's even more impressive about a guy like jacob prosnick about guys like like jason christie greg hackney that go almost just make it back at wheel. Like, that's how great those guys are. It's a real testament, man. But uh, really wanted to have him on. Glad that he agreed to to come on and mix it up here on Low Budget Live. Hope all y'all are doing well out there. I appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in, listening to me mix it up with these uh, these bass pros and other guests that like to come on and uh, appreciate it, man. I do. I, I have... I've said this and I want to say it again The last few weeks have been insane They have been uh, More than I ever asked for Drama wise, insanity Um, And really They make you Lose faith In in people Honestly The the negativity And And it lets you know just how many cowards Are out there too right Just hiding behind fake whatever um, just to insult you or your family, like it's real. It's 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 a sad place we live. But I say that to say this: the outpouring of support, positive comments, direct messages, text messages, emails that I have received from people has been mind blowing, and it's uh, it's something I'll never forget, man. So uh, if you're one of those folks, I really, really, really um, greatly appreciate the kindness. Because uh, like like I say, at the end of the day, I'm a dude that talks into a microphone, looks at a camera once a week that has an entire world life going on outside of this. And so when you see a lot of hate and things, it's just it's just hilarious because people at the end of the day don't know anything about you uh, or your family and uh, what you may have going on. But uh, so to, to those of you out there that are loyal low lifers and uh, and just overall just really good people. I appreciate each and every one of you. Be sure to hug your mama. I sure miss mine every single day. We just, uh, you know, just passed that two-year anniversary of, of losing her, and uh, not a day goes by we don't think about her, that's for sure. Going to take you out with a little bit of Biloxi Blues. Appreciate y'all, and I will see y'all next time. From Jackson Town to Tupelo, I never could make it last. Spanish moss and Civil War ghosts Well, I'm gonna leave them in the past Any direction
direction, Lord, I'll be fine. It don't matter east or west. North, south, wherever the wind blows, I'm leaving those burdens at rest. This highway, it does not know my name, and I don't care, no. And a spare. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more.